Hello Church, my name is Michael and I'm on team here at St Paul Shadwell. Over the last few weeks we've been tracking through the book of Exodus and today's reading is from Exodus chapter 32. When the people saw Moses was so long coming down the mountain, they gathered round Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what's happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off your gold earrings that your wives, your sons and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. And he took off what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and announced, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings. Afterwards they sat down to eat and drink and indulge in revelry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people who you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They bowed down to it and sacrificed to it, and have said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you out of Egypt. I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone, so that my anger may burn against them, and so that I may destroy them, and then I'll make you into a great nation. But Moses sought the favour of the Lord his God. Lord, he said, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with a great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, it was with evil intent that you brought them out, to kill them in the mountains? and to wipe them off the face of the earth. Turn from your fierce anger and relent. Do not bring disaster on your people. And remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make you and your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And I will give you, your descendants, all this land I promised them. And it will be their inheritance forever. And then the Lord relented and he did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. So this is an incredibly rich passage of scripture. You could do a whole series of full-length talks about it, but I'm going to do my best to squeeze in an interactive three-point sermon into 10 minutes. So let's see how we get on, but I'm gonna need your help. You're gonna to have to be involved and there'll be some pictures on screen uh, over my shoulder. So here's point number one. What do you have that is of value? So Moses has been up on Mount Sinai for 40 days and the Israelites are already just about ready to give up on Moses and to give up on God. Even though it's maybe only been one or two months since God gave Moses the power to part the Red Sea 
and God brought them out of slavery in Egypt, the people of Israel gather around Moses' brother, the second in command, Aaron, and say this, Come, make us gods who will go before us. For this fellow Moses has brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what has happened to him. So Aaron's response is to tell them to bring their gold to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing, and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Aaron asked the Israelites to give up things that had significant value. So two questions for you, a playful one and one that serves a purpose. The playful one first. What do you think is the most expensive, most valuable thing that humankind have ever created? I'll give you a second to think about it. If you're in this area of London, maybe your mind would go to the crown jewels just down the road. Well, they are very valuable. The crown jewels have an estimated value of between three and five billion pounds. The largest diamond alone is worth 400 million pounds on its own. Maybe your mind would go to the most expensive residence. Well, the royal family win that award too. Buckingham Palace is estimated to have a value of 1.2 billion pounds, the most expensive residence in the world. Although the queen doesn't actually own it. Well, the most expensive thing that humankind has ever created is actually the ISS, the International Space Station, which has so far cost approximately $160 billion, or £124 billion. And if you got that right, then very well done. Okay, the second question is this. Can you think of something right now in your life that has very high value, monetary or otherwise? Maybe that's your house or a car, maybe your career, your family. If you're younger, maybe it's a games console or a piece of technology or your bike. Remember point number one, what do you have that is of value? I want to suggest to you that the thing that we have which is of greatest value is our attention, our time, our love, our devotion. The Israelites gave their gold willingly and generously to their new idol. And very often we give our attention, our time, our love and our devotion to our idols. These are the things that God desires most from us. And they are the things that come together to produce real worship. Point number two, we choose our idols. I have another very quick game for you. A little bit of a classic, would you rather. So feel free to play along at home, shout out at the screen. Here is round number one. Would you rather have a supercar or a luxury holiday home? Round number two. Would you rather be a famous sports person or a famous movie star? And the final round, slightly more difficult. Would you rather be the Prime Minister of New Zealand or win one million pounds on the lottery? A little game about choice to remind you again that we choose our idols. If we look again at verse 4, there's an important subtlety there. It says, He took what they handed him and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Aaron made the statue, but the Israelites made it their idol. 
The Israelites created an idol by deciding that the statue was their god. We are the ones that ultimately make the decision to create an idol by giving things what God deserves. By giving our attention, our time, our devotion and our love to something else more than we give it to God, we choose our idols. Okay, the third and final point is God accomplishes. I have one final mini quiz for you. I'm going to show you three famous paintings. Can you name the painting, the artist, and for a massive bonus point, the year it was painted? Here we go. Here's number one. What do you think? Yep, that's the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci. Did you know it was painted in 1503? How about painting number two? Sunflowers, Vincent van Gogh, 1888. Okay, the third one's a little bit more difficult. Do you know which one this was? That is The Haywain by John Constable, painted in 1821, just one year after this church was built. But what if I told you that actually it was me that painted all those great artworks? Well, you would rightly say that I was a liar because all of those paintings were painted long before I was born. The real artists are famous and I'm a pretty lousy painter. If we look at verse number four one more time, the Israelites are giving credit to an idol that they had just created for something that God accomplished months before this moment, before the idol even existed. It says this, He took what they handed him and made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. So if we're taking care, to remember to give God the things that we have that's of real value. And if we're taking care to ensure that we're not choosing idols over God, then we also have to make sure that we're not looking to idols for the things that only God can accomplish. It's not my job that gives me purpose. My purpose is to love God and enjoy him forever, made possible through Jesus dying for my sins. It's not financial security that gives me freedom, True freedom comes from living by faith in what Jesus has accomplished, which gives us an everlasting freedom. It's not my hobby that gives me a deep and unshakable joy. It's knowing that God loves me so much that when I was still a sinner, he sent Jesus to take the punishment that I deserve. So, some thoughts on the golden calf. Remember what you have to give that is of real value, your attention, your time, your love, your devotion. Remember, the world is full of things that could be idols, but we choose our idols by giving them more attention, more time, more love and more devotion than we give to God. And remember that God accomplishes. The golden calf didn't deliver the Israelites from slavery, and the potential idols that distract us from God won't give us true purpose, true freedom or true joy. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for your word and all that we can learn from your word. We thank you that it is you that accomplishes. So we ask that you would give us strength and wisdom in the way we live our lives, that we would give you our time, our devotion, our love and attention. Forgive us for when we fall short in that area. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.